Today we join Rebecca Pittman to discuss her book, The History and Haunting of Limp Mansion. The first question that I had in looking through the book, so you've done extensive coverage on the, the, the divorce trial between William mm-hmm. and Lillian. Yes. It must have taken quite a bit of time for research. How long did that really take you? Well, the whole book took two years. But as far as the divorce trial, there was so much in the newspapers that, I mean, it ran seven days. It was intense. At one point, there were 2,000 people crowding into the courthouse, especially the day when the information about the ladies of the evening was going to come out. So everybody wanted to be there for that. It was quite a sensationalized event. It was, it was at the time, the biggest divorce trial in St. Louis. And I think after it was over, people felt a letdown that there wasn't going to be that. You know, it was like a soap opera back then. But, yeah, it was, I mean, Lillian was only like 4 foot 10, 4 foot 11. Billy was like 4 foot 5. And yet it was larger than life. And you couldn't get enough of it. Well, you can't make that up. He's shooting cats. He's dating some lady named the Queen of Tenderloin. Pushed her down the stairs, blackened her eye. I mean, every day the public was just aghast at the information. That it was, was like the Kardashians have come to St. Louis. <laughs> and they were here and first, right? Yes. <laughs> I know that you've written other books. Yes. What was it about the mansion that first caught your attention? I came here in 2012, and the minute I came through the door, I was hooked. And the more I learned the story... It was, I'm, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, every article I researched, another mystery would show up. And it was a lot more than just four people in one family dying by gunshot. These people brought lager beer to America. They broke every beer brewing record that still stands today. They were wealthy. Um, each of the limps were famous in their own right. Lewis Limp's horses were known coast to coast. Annie Limp wrote the history of French literature that blew professors at Yale and Harvard off their seats. These people did a lot of important things. And so it made the tragedy of some of their endings even harder to take, I think. And there there was a lot of tragedy in the family. Yes. But the interesting thing I, I found was that there were two more things that weren't commonly known about why he shot himself. Only days before his death, he was in trouble that could have resulted in doing prison time. And so I found out some things through some pretty buried newspaper clippings, but there were two more things that came to play besides losing his son, Frederick, and his best friend, Captain Pabst. You can see that sea building, the pressure, until there was no way out for him. He was about to lose his fortune and possibly go to prison. It's quite a shock for a man who came as far as he did. He did well, he yeah, did. but that's why you can see, it's, that's what makes it so sad. And then buried in the coroner's report, I found that he actually shot at himself three times, two missed and went into the wardrobe. I mean, there's just, every one of their deaths had something, a mysterious twist to it. They weren't just, you know, clean cut. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Well, <laughs> that's the family, right? Yes. In the book, you touch on the state, all of that information. Mm-hmm. The Writing Academy? The, yeah. The Writing Academy, yeah. right. A lot of people aren't really aware of that. Yeah. And was that strictly for the family, or was that... No. Um, the cooling house was used for the horses that pulled the wagons of the kegs of beer. 
But once they went to locomotives, once they switched to railway cars, that huge place was sitting there abandoned. Well, Lewis Limp, with his horse breeding and racing and everything, he says, let's use this. I mean, it's beautiful inside. It's got the flying buttress, you know, ceilings and everything. So he and Billy turned it into a riding academy, charged people to come. They had a very famous uh, horse trainer there. He taught people side saddle, English, hurdles. And the cute thing was, as they said, you could see the limps and, and the other people riding up and down <laughs> Demon L place on their horses, you know. But no, that was another thing that they did that was impressive. They didn't do anything small. No. They started into no. large scale. But you got to love them for that. I mean, under Billy's um, helmsmanship, they were the first to deliver beer by air. And there's a picture in the book of the plane circling the Limp Tower out here. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Well, there were a lot of firsts in the family, right? Yes, yes. I think people are always saying, you know, Anheuser-Busch, and sure, I mean, look what they've done for St. Louis. But the Limps are the one that started it. And they were the first to have refrigeration. They were the first to go national with a railway company that they bought. They bought Western Cable. They had a pipeline that ran from the lagering cellars directly to the bottling plant so that the beer went straight from the keg to the bottle without seeing air or light, so it was as pure as you can get it. I mean, they were impressive people, but it's almost like the Kennedys. The more money and power you have, you start taking risks. You think you're invincible and bad things happen. Well, the biggest thing this book brings out is for the first time you get to see the entire coroner's inquest and police investigation into Elsa Limp's death. Nobody I ran into in St. Louis thinks she committed suicide. After her husband saw her shot, if he said what he did he said he came out of the bathroom after he heard the shot and saw her gasping with a bullet to her heart he waited 25 minutes to call for help and she was still alive she lasted 40 more minutes and then a maid said she heard the shot and ran in but during the inquest it was all swept under the rug you never heard about the shot again i think she was paid off police weren't called blank coroner's verdict was signed i mean it's just If that happened today, no way. He'd have been in jail, but it was all done within several hours. It was stamped shut, and that makes you sad. It makes me kind of angry, and it would be nice if they reopened the case and at least said undetermined. I had a retired police homicide detective look at it, Mm -hmm. and he said there is a lot of fishy stuff here. I think anyone that looks at, at any of those situations, as you said, there's always just that twist that seems to follow all of these events. Right. Well, Charles Lemp, and we found out with the coroner's reports that he actually died right here in the dining room. Um, His arthritis wouldn't allow him to use the stairs anymore. His probate records say the upstairs rooms were, the floors were unused. They were just crammed full of stuff. He used the atrium as his office. But he shot his dog first. The dog was aging, and he left a second suicide note for the people who took care of him, the Bittners, that said, I shot the dog. And it probably said, could you take care of it for me? So, yeah, I mean, none of it was without these strange circumstances around him. What had in there was the relationship between the Demonels and the Oh, Lynch. yeah, I know. That was, uh, but, and it's not the first time that I've heard that they weren't uh, on the friendliest of terms. Well, they Can were complete opposites. 
Uh, Dr. Nicholas Dumanil, I mean, he was a French Catholic, very hoity-toity, dressed to the nines, and uh, called William Limp that beer-swilling sausage eater. <laughs> William Limp was a German Lutheran, but they lived next door. And they said, if anything, their relationship could be, you know, determined as a little frosty, kind of a curt nod as they passed each other. Uh, William did ask him if he could run pipeline through Demon Ill's caves to the mansion for hot and cold running water from the brewery. And he goes, if you'll let me, I'll plumb into your house and you can have it too. And so he went, sure, we'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, let's, we'll bury the hatchet for that for, one. For I'll, I'll take the hot period. water. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess everybody's got to look out for themselves. Uh, now, right? when when the limps brought in beer directly to the mansion so it would be on tap, I did not hear that Demon Hill got in on that one. I don't know if he got the beer or not, but he got the hot water. <laughs> well, maybe the offer wasn't made. <laughs> I know. So, I, no, William Limp called him Snooty. 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 St. Louis Society. Yes. Well, it was so um, diversified and clicky. You know, German stayed in their part and spent. You, know, it, you guys had a blending of heritages here. Well, the Italians and the Germans yeah. and the French that go way back. Well, at one point in the 1880s, was it 450,000 Germans streamed in here? Yeah, so, it, was, it was incredible. During those times, the waves. Well, listen, I want to thank you thank for your you. time. It's been a wonderful experience talking to you. Thank and, you. And, you know, with all the stories that you've been able to pick up on, maybe there is another book in the offering? There's usually a second edition. Um, I did the History and Haunting of the Stanley Hotel and the History and Haunting of the Myrtles Plantation. Lizzie Borden's next, and then the Winchester Mystery House. Wonderful. 